Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest, Yale freshman Olivia Munn joins the show today. Olivia previously played for the Burlington Barracudas in the PWHL. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Olivia, and how's everything going? Pretty good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Now, for college hockey fans that have never seen you play before, just describe your game to them, and what can Yale fans expect uh, when they watch Olivia Munn play next season? I'd like to refer to myself as kind of an offensive defense. I like to jump up in the play and get in those offensive opportunities. Uh, It's kind of trying to fit with the way the modern game has changed, so not just being on defense, but you have to be able to control the point and be an instrumental part in part of the offense. So especially at the blue line, if you've ever seen Kale McCarr play, um, all those uh, moves he makes there, I try and kind of model off of that in a way. Uh, at least that's how I was able to play in Burlington. So, but if you needed me to like protect my goalie or stay at home, I would be more than happy to play that role. But if there is an opportunity to jump up, I love to take that. Uh, at Yale, I kind of want to bring a true joy for playing and just be able to express that in how I play. I have very high expectations for myself and for my team and I expect like everyone else around me to be working hard and to give nothing less than 100% and that goes for myself too and I just I'm hoping to be able to express that in the way that I play. Yeah definitely and you see that a lot especially in the NHL where defensemen are starting to become more offensive you see it uh, with uh, Cal McCarr like you just mentioned and Mira Heiskanen from the Stars as well so that's really a good uh, thing to consider for a lot of defensemen coming into college hockey this year and it's also important as well to be adaptable to different roles because in different situations uh, you have to be adaptable especially as a freshman because you can get thrown into many different types of roles and especially for your team there's a lot of new players coming in so you might be thrown in different roles that you've not experienced before so it's good to have uh, be adaptable in those situations and be offensive and defensive at the same time no matter what position you are exactly now uh, what was your recruitment process like I'm curious to know about that taking you back to that point and what made you want to go to Yale versus other schools because I know it's a little bit different going to an Ivy League school versus other schools just because there's not the letter of intention that most players sign yeah so I'd say it's kind of different than a lot of people especially with the new rules that NCAA put in place where students can't talk to schools until the end of the grade 10 year. We didn't have that rule, so I was actually able to commit um, within my grade nine year, which was rather exciting. Uh, going to Yale, I a lot of players have like an affinity for the first place that they have an interaction with or that shows interest in them, and for me that was Yale. So I was able to go to their camp at the end of grade eight in the summer, and I love the campus. I love the coaches that were working there and I was able to build a strong relationship with them. Uh, those coaches aren't actually there anymore. So coach, uh, head coach Mark Bolding took over. And when he took over, I immediately felt comfortable with his coaching style and the coaching style of his staff as well. And so it was just great to be able to keep my commitment there. Yeah, definitely. And obviously Yale is in New Haven. And New Haven's obviously known for its pizza. Are you excited to try that stuff out uh, once you get on campus? Oh, I can't wait. The food oh, looks so good. Yeah, definitely. What's the best spot you've ever been to? I've never actually had any pizza down there, but everyone says it's like the best pizza ever. I don't know. I've never actually been to a pizza place there. We stayed on campus mm-hmm. or like in a hotel off campus. So we had most of the campus food, 
So I wasn't yeah. able to go out. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just curious, but I think I'm excited for you to try it soon. And you got to report back to me on what it's like and what I need to try out uh, if I ever get the chance to go down there sometime. Definitely. Now, Yale didn't play a uh, season last year. So did you get the chance to watch any college hockey? And what was your overall thoughts on the college hockey season with Wisconsin winning uh, for the women's side? Uh, yeah, obviously it was a little disappointing that the Ivies couldn't play, but some of my previous teammates were able to, so I was able to watch them. So at UConn, uh, one of the freshmen named Tia Chan was a goalie there, and I just was able to see her thrive in that um, environment. And then at Mercyhurst, Sarah Boucher was able to play, so I was able to see, stream some of those games, especially at my gym since we trained together. And just the success of these girls and going and playing under the stress of COVID was just amazing to watch and how they were able to adapt and find new ways to create these opportunities for themselves. And that goes along with uh, Wisconsin winning the national championship. Even though they weren't seeded as the first place team, they were still able to beat Northeastern in overtime and just the overall work ethic of all the girls. You can see it when they play and how hard each of them have worked to get to that point. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, are you excited to play against those players uh, for this upcoming season? And is there something you noticed uh, watching college hockey games this year that you think will be an adjustment once you get to actually playing the game? I know it's a little bit different watching hockey versus playing hockey because you kind of get two different perspectives on what it's like. So what do you think will be the biggest adjustment for yourself heading into next season? And how excited are you to go against some of those players you just mentioned uh, for the upcoming season as well? Oh, it's very exciting. I can't wait to be able to play against them, especially putting on the Yale uniform seems really exciting. Um, most likely the speed will be the greatest adjustment. I know all these NCAA, girl, the NCAA girls have crazy speed and are always on their top game. So just making that adjustment and um, always being on my A game. Now, something that was introduced to college hockey last season was three and three overtime. How do you plan to adapt to that new overtime uh, situation, uh, only having three players, but also having more space on the ice for more offensive opportunities? I think it's going to be not necessarily just playing the position you're put in. So I'm defense, but I'm going to be able to jump up in the play a lot more. And you'll have to be able to create the space and create these opportunities for attacks and it's more man-on-man. Man. You can't just cover an area, but you have to cover a certain player. Otherwise, you're getting walked around and beat. Yeah, and something I realized about the 3-3 three three overtime was uh, how defensively you have to be minded uh, during those overtime situations because if you make one little defensive mistake, it can cause an odd man rush. Uh, so is that something you also have to keep in mind uh, when you're in those 3-3 three three overtime situations? Yeah, definitely. You always have to be ready for the attack and ready to go. You most likely also have to take shorter shifts since it's a lot more tiring. Yeah, definitely. And puck possession was something that I've learned how key it is in those three or three overtime situations, talking to other players. Uh, what's the key in your mind of keeping puck possession in those uh, three or three overtimes? Keep your head up. You have to look for your players and keep moving. If you stop, you're costing yourself and possibly your team. So just creating that space once again and making um, those small moves, not necessarily making those fancy toe drags or all those fancy high level moves, one might say, but just the small things to keep yourself going. Now talk about your off season for a little bit. What does your training look like and what do you hope to work on on this off season before heading off to college? Yeah. So right now Ontario's kind of shut for on ice training. So I haven't been able to get on ice as much as I'd like, but with it opening up this week, I'll 
beyond like three to five times I'm hoping. And then my strength and conditioning coach is actually also one of my on ice coaches. So he's able to directly transfer uh, what I'm doing in the gym into on ice. So it's a lot of uh, high functional mobility and movements like that, as well as obviously strength and power as that directly correlates to hockey. And also the coordination and decision-making, especially on the ice, uh, people are under a lot of pressure. And since I also have a lot of these D1 and U sport players who train at my gym as well, I'm able to see this new pace of hockey and be able to train at that level. Yeah, definitely. And you just mentioned it uh, during your answer, but obviously Canada is still a little bit shut down, but compared to the U.S., the U.S. it's very much kind of starting to open things back up. Do you think you will have a disadvantage uh, heading into college, uh, just not having those gyms and ice open compared to other players that are in the U.S.? I'm. It might be like an adjustment period, but I don't think it will necessarily be a disadvantage. Some of those players might be burnt out by now by having those opportunities to train and training so much. I've still been able to do off ice training and in gym training, which has been great. And just working on those weaknesses of mine in order to improve and translate it back into my game. Now, having not played a game in over a year, uh, what's the process going to be like for yourself uh, trying to get back to game day shape and getting rid of that rust uh, once you start playing games starting in October? Yeah, uh, I think the key will be not to get frustrated with myself. It's going to take time and it will take a little bit of adjustment to get back. But once my legs get going, I think it, will, it should be okay. Nothing really compares to playing an actual game, but as much as we can mimic it. So like uh, small area games, battles, one-on-ones, anything like that, that can give us uh, the most similar experience to a game. Now, what are some of your goals and expectations uh, for next season regarding yourself individually and for the team as well? Yale has a lot of talented defense, and with uh, the numerous players returning, it's a pretty big lineup. So there's going to be some players who are sitting. So I'm trying to do everything in my power to um, not be one of those sitting players, but hopefully get to that point of being starting lineup and being on those special teams, so like power play, penalty kill, uh, three-on-three even and anything like that. And I just expect myself to work as hard as I can and give that 100% all the time. And I expect that from my teammates too, and to just want to be there and show their dedication. Now, have you gotten the chance to meet any of your teammates uh, for Yale? And uh, when do you plan to go down to campus and start uh, training with the team? Yeah, so our freshman class, or not whole class, but our freshman uh, on the team actually had a zoom call with our coaches so I was able to get a chance to slightly get to know them uh, one of my teammates named Tiana Miskovic is actually going along with me and I've been able to play with her for many years and she's also a defense so we might actually get the opportunity to be partners down there which is exciting and then I have another friend named Emma Harvey who actually plays in London and she's going to be going as well and we're rather close friends so that's makes it a bit less scary uh, I'm planning to leave the end of August, and I think team training starts early September. However, uh, nothing's exactly set yet, but I think we're getting the schedule soon. That's awesome. Well, I'm excited for the schedule to come out. It means college hockey's right around the corner, so that's good to hear. Now, let's start off talking a little bit about the beginning of your hockey career. So you're from Montreal, Quebec. Uh, just talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, so... 
I was actually born in Montreal, but then I moved to Burlington when I was like two weeks old, I think. And so I've actually grown up all around here. And when I was four, my older brother started playing hockey and boys. So I joined him and started at that time too. And then after a few years, I switched to girls and played a year of house league. And then I tried out for rep and uh, I luckily made the team. And it's been the same core group of girls for the past 10 years. That's awesome. And who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone on the Canadians or was it another uh, player in the NHL? Uh, I think it was Eric Carlson. It's changed a, quite a few times over the years. I've never actually been a fan of Montreal, more of a Leafs fan. Uh, okay. So kind of Riley as well. Yeah, he's an underrated defenseman. I feel like he's starting to get more recognition as the seasons go on, but I love watching him play even as a Bruins fan. Now, uh, before you played at Yale, obviously you played for the Burlington Barracudas and the PWHL. Uh, just how did you get the opportunity to be a part of that organization? I think it just started as being able to try out for the team when I was young. And since it was my city, I was just able to walk in, sign up and go on the ice with them. And then I've been here ever since. So I've just moved up through the levels. And then I had the opportunity to be a part of the junior team for the past two seasons, which is really great organization and they actually work on like building up the rest of the BGHC. Um, it's becoming more well known with this growing social media presence and uh, we also work with a lot of things like community service so we made a mentorship or anti-bullying program so that the older and younger girls can connect and get to know each other and kind of start to respect each other a bit more and it just it's a place of really high culture and I've just been lucky enough to be a part of it. Yeah, and in your time with Burlington, you played with many wonderful players like Christina Walker and Paige Greco. Uh, how did playing with those type of players help your development heading into college? Paige is definitely one of the most intense players I've ever played with. She pushes the pace and she's fierce. You don't want to be going up against her. Uh, her attack on the penalty kill and forecheck is unlike any other player I've seen. And then Christina, she's extremely deceptive and she makes these crazy passes that you wouldn't expect and it's just this kind of different skill set that most players have so being able to play against them I've had to push myself in every way and if I want to win against them I have to be my best and have to be able to get to this next level in order to get past them. Yeah and how did your time in Burlington help prepare you for college hockey uh, or help prepare you for college hockey heading into this season? I would say the biggest thing is high level coaching and the expectations for my coach. So coach Kevin Greco has been my coach for the past seven seasons and he continuously changes and adapts his coaching methods to fit with the changing game. And it's not even just on the ice. He also works to build us off the ice so that we're prepared for uh, hockey, but also prepared as people when we leave for college. So working with things like time commitment, accountability to our teammates and to ourselves and just things that will transfer into our college life. Now this past season, uh, you guys didn't play a single game in the PWHL. How'd you use that time uh, to try to develop your game? There's a lot of video work and going over old plays to see where I've gone wrong in the past and uh, how I can help improve my hockey IQ especially. And since we haven't been on the ice, I've been shooting a lot in the driveway and working on new shooting patterns so that when I can get back on the ice, it's uh, transferable. Now, what's the best memory you've ever had with Burlington? 
there's been quite a few since I've been here so long. But in 2018, when I was playing Bantam at AA, uh, my team actually won everything. So like provincials, lower lakes, all the big tournaments that we had for that age group and in our province. But it wasn't necessarily that our team swept and had all these blowout wins. The games were rather close and it just made us work harder and uh, it just showed how much we wanted it. In the past few seasons with Burlington, you were named captain of the team. Uh, what did that uh, mean to yourself and what type of leadership did you want to bring? Were you more of a vocal or lead by example type of player? Um, I think it's a mix of both. I, if Obviously, if something's needed, I'll speak up and I'll talk to my teammates about it and get them going again. But I prefer to lead by example, show my teammates uh, where they should be going, how they should be acting, because it's not necessarily my job to always bicker at them and tell them exactly what they're supposed to be doing. But if they need a push in the right direction, I'll be there. Now, you got to play with some incredible teammates, like I just mentioned, uh, with Burlington. One of those teammates was Leah McSween, uh, who's also committed to Cornell for next year. I'll just talk about what she was like as a teammate, both on and off the ice, and how excited are you to play against her next year as rivals in the CAC? I don't exactly want to play against her. <laughs> I'd rather her be on my team, but Leah's extremely skilled. She's one of the fastest players I've actually had to play against. She used to play in Oakville, and we were kind of rivals. And she's also extremely deceptive. So when you're going on a one-on-one -on -one with her, if you don't watch the body, she's walking straight around you because she makes these crazy deceptive moves. But most people just see her as this quiet player off the ice because she doesn't actually talk a lot until she's comfortable. But once she's comfortable around you, she's extremely witty and she just cracks up everyone else in the room and has this gentle touch to her. And you also got to play with your younger sister, Avery, for a little bit in Burlington. Uh, what was that like? Uh, and how excited are you to play with her in the future in college as well as she is committed to Yale as well? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we never really got to play a game on Burlington together, but we did for our high school for a brief period of time, which was really exciting. We we're actually D partners, which was kind of cool. But it was just really fun to be able to go to practice with her and be able to watch her grow as a player from that first person perspective. It's different watching on the ice first in the stands and just to be able to see her grow and her IQ and her shot and everything just change over this last year has been quite incredible, especially as an older sister. Uh, I'm excited for Yale. We might get an opportunity to be D partners, which would be rather cool and would actually be something that I would love. And does she ever ask you for any advice uh, regarding her hockey game as well? And how do you try to help her out uh, moving on to the next level in college? Yeah, we train together. Like our gym and our on-ice sessions are mixed because we're in the same group for everything. So if she's doing something wrong, I'll give her a little pointer. Or if I'm doing something wrong, I ask her to do the same. So it's just 50-50 of give and take of uh, advice and just passing on information and trying to help her own best ways. Yeah, definitely. And is there any sibling rivalry that happens in the house uh, or not really? No, not really. We're pretty close. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Now, uh, one last question about Burlington is just what do you overall take away from your time there and how will you remember your Burlington uh, Barracuda's experience? Uh, after you play your first game with Yale? 
Burlington's, it's always going to be my home. The Barracudas are always going to be my home organization. As I've grown up here, I've gained most of my skill from being a part of it and having these am amazing coaches and opportunities that they provide me with. So it's just going to be that taking away of continuing to give back like they've taught me to do and making sure that I see these opportunities where uh, they are and I take them. So we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment. We're asking some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit off the ice. Um, my first question to you is if there was a movie made about your life, uh, who would you want to play yourself? Um, I'd probably say Olivia Munn just because I think it's cool. We almost have the same name. Plus, I don't think we look that different. So <laughs> That would be pretty cool, actually. I never really thought about that. So that would be awesome. Now, what is the most interesting thing you've seen or read this week? Uh, I think I was reading up on the Olympics this week and that I saw some of their trainings actually moving indoors to prepare, to prepare for the crazy heat that's supposed to hit in um, Japan. Mm -hmm. So uh, like rowing, they're moving indoors and they're cranking up the heat to like 35 degrees Celsius to help mimic these conditions, which I find crazy. Yeah, no, uh, I'm, it's been crazy to think about that there hasn't been a Summer Olympics for five years, and now there's going to be a Summer Olympics this year, and then the Winter Olympics are just a few months ahead in February, so that's been pretty cool, but I'm actually really excited for this year's Olympics just because there's going to be different sports introduced. I think there's skateboarding that's going to be introduced this year, and baseball's coming back as well, so I think it's going to be really exciting. It's just disappointing that there can't be any uh, fans at the Olympics because I think that's what makes it, the game so special. Yeah. Just that crazy mm -hmm. uh, environment of them all cheering too. Yeah, especially during the opening ceremony when all the countries walk around. And I just think that's really cool. So that's something I'm definitely going to miss uh, from the Olympics. But I'm still very grateful that we get to watch them at least, uh, even with or without fans. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, what is something you wish more people knew about yourself besides being a great hockey player? <laughs> um, probably that I love volunteering. I actually enjoy like the process of it. So every weekend I uh, help at a local food program and it's just the interactions with these people I find amazing. That's awesome. What made you want to start volunteering? My parents, they do a lot of this type of work and I've been exposed to it from a young age. So I've kind of just grown up around it and it's become part of my life. That's awesome. Well, that's great to hear. And I can't wait to see the continued volunteering that you do in the future. I think that's going to be awesome. Now, uh, if you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, uh, what would you say and why? Probably be too, too scared to talk to them. That's a lot of people. <laughs> but um, I'd probably talk about, like, in this world, there's so much negative hate and so many worrisome things happening. So it'd be something about, um, like, have hope and uh, whether it's through like sports and other passion, um, arts, anything like that, do things that will help to lift other people up and help encourage them to be their best selves. It's a great message. And yeah, that's something that everyone needs to hear. Just uh, try not to be uh, negative, just uh, focus on that positive energy and trying to, you know, uh, make others uh, happy as well. So what is your biggest pet peeve? I'm curious, what bothers you? I feel like nothing really bothers you, but is there drivers. Any Oh, that's the same thing that I have. That's my same exact pet peeve. Uh, when they go what, under the speed limit. Or when you're driving and someone's going really fast behind you and they're like kind of, I don't know, I, that bothers me a little bit too. I feel like 
there's whenever I'm, whenever I'm driving behind someone, they're going really slow or whenever someone's behind me, they're going way too fast. It's never like a good balance. Oh, exactly. Or if like you're trying to go right and someone's going in the right lane, but they're going straight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with doing that. Or when you're trying to make a left turn. And I don't know if you noticed this, but when you're making a left turn, the last car is always the slowest car ever. So you always feel like the anxiety builds up and you always feel like you're not going to make that turn. So that's something that also bothers me as well, but that's more of an anxiety thing, not really a pet peeve thing. <laughs> now, uh, what music do you like to listen to? Um, what fires you up before a game? Uh, country, but I'm not allowed to DJ. My oh, team really? Me, oh, so. that's disappointing. Who does the ox on the team? Uh, Christina Walker. All right. Well, if I ever get on the podcast, I have to ask why uh, she won't let you DJ and what she puts on. Uh, but oh, it's not of... even, it's not just her. It's the whole team. Oh, <laughs> I want to know why is that? Um, apparently I have notably bad taste in music. Oh, that's, uh, I, I've never heard your... pump up music. So, so it's like chill country songs. That's why. Yeah. Oh, well, I, like I, them. I, I definitely like them, but I definitely can see why it won't fire you up before a game. You don't want to be uh, stale going on the ice uh, for warm-ups. So I kind of understand that. But, uh, that's crazy. I've never heard someone say that they weren't allowed to play music at all in the locker room. So you're the first player that's ever happened, to, at least from my knowledge. Yeah, now, Walker has pretty good music, though. Like, it's a lot of rap, but mm -hmm. I've grown to like it. That's good. That's good. Well, you need to like it because if it's playing in the locker room, you kind of have to learn to adapt to it. Yeah. <laughs> Now, speaking of your teammates, uh, who's the funniest teammate you have at Burlington? Quinn Dawson. Her laugh is just contagious. When she types in our group chat, she'll type ha, 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 and you can just hear it. <laughs> now, you obviously have one of the best styles on the team, but besides yourself, uh, who has the best style on Burlington? Um, probably Athena Vazdani. What is she or Christina Walker. Oh, what is she? What are those players wear? I'm curious because I know for guys hockey, it's pretty easy to dress up before a game because you just have like suits and stuff. But I feel like it's a little bit harder to decide what to wear uh, for girls hockey because you have a little more options. Yeah, uh, we usually just wore like cute sweaters mm -hmm. or with black pants and our coats. We didn't really have an exact dress code, but you had to be kind of dressed up. That yeah. Was about it. Oh, okay. So back to some hockey questions now. Uh, my first question to you is, what do you think should be done to help grow women's hockey, in your opinion? Obviously, uh, the World Championships were canceled and rescheduled. Robert Morris uh, lost their women's hockey program. So there's been a lot of like discussion about how to grow the game. But in your opinion, what do you think should be done to help grow uh, women's hockey? Probably more pu publicity when events are taking place. So trying to make it the equivalent of what the men are given. So And that includes things like social media presence. And that will just help create more awareness for the women's game and possibly give more viewers and give more fans, especially if games are streamed on TV and uh, you have that opportunity to watch them. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's, I think it should be geared towards pro hockey as well, because with college hockey, you guys are constantly playing games. However, I feel like for pro hockey, it's like every couple of months, uh, there'll be a pro women's hockey game. So I feel like trying to add more games for pro women's hockey would definitely help grow the sport because it can add more attention to it. Exactly. Now, what advice would you give a younger player who is trying to pursue a Division One uh, college hockey scholarship? I'd say visit lots of places and make contact with the coaches as soon as you can. And even if you don't necessarily love a school and it's not your top choice, don't limit yourself. So don't close all these doors with the coaches, but 
continue reaching out and continue building those relationships with them. Now, do you have any shout outs you'd like to give to any of your teammates, family members, or friends uh, before we let you go? Um, I'd say Barracudas and the organization in general, they've helped turn me into the player I am today and they just continue to build uh, their organization to adapt to this game and to their players that they have. And also Renata Fast and Victoria Bach, they're going to play in this uh, World Series or whatever it's called. I don't exactly know the name, but I've had the opportunity to train with both of them. And Renata was actually one of our coaches at one point. So just shout out to them for persevering through COVID in these tough times, despite not being able to play. Yeah, definitely. And she was a Burlington alum, Renata Fast, if I'm correct on that, right? Yeah, that's awesome. So, but I want to say thank you so much, Olivia, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. You're a great person and player, and I'm excited to watch you play uh, with Yale for this upcoming season. I'm really excited about that, especially with the Ivy Leagues uh, not having a season last year. So thank you again, and uh, good luck uh, to yourself for all your future endeavors. Thank you for having me. Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye. Don't you understand? We were made to fall in love